Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday. But that might have changed right now, so I'm not sure. We're we're way ahead. Um, I'm not sure how the schedule changes right now, but listen, we are here with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode, every time I come on this show. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it works. I don't got a billboard. I don't got a... Uh, a plane with the flag in the back with my face giving a thumbs up going, listen to the Jerry Trey podcast. I got you. I got you to spread the word. That's how it works. And there is nothing more beautiful than a recommendation. Ooh, I feel it. And it's summertime and summertime. It may go against what you assume, but every summer this podcast goes up in listenership. You know why? Summertime has more, um, more time with friends, but it also has more loneliness. More, I'm um, Sunday, we're back from the beach. The, the, the noise of, of friends and family is kind of dying down. You're in a, a din of the, of, the, of the living room. You're sitting in the darkness and you're like, I, I, oh my God, these thoughts are haunting me. That's when you put Papa JT on the ones and twos. That's when you start listening to me. Let me take over for your brain. I'll take the wheel for an hour. So listen, keep sharing. Keep telling friends, coworkers, brothers, sisters, mamas, papas. I'm very excited about today's guest. An OKP back on the show. Original key player. Very excited. So funny. He has a album out right now called Number One Album of the Year. Richie Redding, thank you for coming on. Yeah, dude, man, what? nobody How? does an intro like you. That's right. What? Bring it, man. Straight hey. fire. How are you? Where are you? I, I, uh, this is kind of the, 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 what we do at the beginning of every show. I, I, because when you're in the room with someone, it's just, just assumed, yeah, I'm doing comedy. I'm, I'm here. Where are you? For sure. Um, first of all, I am going to Google how much it costs to get a banner tugged behind a plane because <laughs> you deserve that friend right uh, how am, funny would it be if it was me with a thumbs up like listen to the j train it, it i get i would assume that the making the banner costs more than getting it up in the sky i would assume that those pilots have to be the lowest of the low. <laughs> the run like, on the, uh, as it goes, the, it's like fighter pilot. In the, in, yeah. yeah, in the spectrum from F sixteen to <laughs> tugging shit down the beach. I mean, I guys. would love to. Well, I I would also assume that a couple of them are like retired versions of that. They're just like I just like to be in the sky, right? Like I'd love to Could see be. like the the guy who pulls the sign meeting an F-16 pilot. I want to see how those two interact with each other. Yeah, just go kick the tires on the F-16. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I, fly, I, I fly an insurance salesman sign across Miami Beach once a week. I know what it's yeah. like. Yeah, I started off with Hooters, got picked up by Geico. No big deal. <laughs> but so, uh, to, to answer your question, I am in, uh, I'm in Wellington, Florida, that uh, we we cannonballed it down here from Jersey. That's where we, we started the quarantine in Jersey, and then uh -huh. uh, my girlfriend's parents both got really sick. And when the when her mom got out of the hospital first, 
we did 17 hours door to door from East Brunswick, New Jersey to South Florida. So crazy hold on. Drive. So yeah. that's a crazy drive. My parents actually do that drive from Boston to Florida like every year and they like love it. They're like, we stopped at a Cracker Barrel. Have you ever been? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's not very exciting. I, I like that's like yeah. the excitement. Um, but the hold on. course so, meal. Yeah, right. They're like, they got a country store. So hold on. <laughs> Your girlfriend's parents, they got COVID, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, and they got a, as bad as you could hear about it, right? Like, you know, without I think, dying. Uh, yeah, without yeah. dying. So, like, they're, they're, they're fine now, but, you know, you said your, uh, her dad's it, still recovering. Bro, it was the most tense. It was, it was really like six or seven weeks, the whole experience of, of them being critical. Um, her dad, so, so her, so her to go mom, back, like, how does it start? Like, yeah. how does, like, how do they get it? How do they realize yeah. it? How do you go down that? Cause I, I have to say, I haven't really, you know, it, when you don't know it, you don't know a personal story. Like you're about to tell you go, Oh, it's young people. They get a, you know, a temperature can't taste stuff. They come back. But the, what, you know, what you dealt with is like, the one that like is the scariest vert other than, you know, passing away, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, it was a nightmare, man. Um, it started. So like, you know, we were on them yelling at them to stay away from people to get hand sanitizer. They went out and got 42 bottles of hand sanitizer. They're the reason that there's not any available. Okay. You know? And um, they, they live in, you know, this, freaking gated community down in florida and uh and there was there was like distancing rules that was uh only four people to a table and you can only get so close her mom played cards and touched mm. that and the, a woman that had very light symptoms and like she didn't know she was sick she wasn't sick yet um she was playing cards with and then uh 10 days later to the day they started, it, it started out, they both thought that they had like GI problems, which initially that wasn't one of the symptoms you were supposed to look for. What's really crazy is I was down here doing shows and her mom actually kissed me on the head, even though I was like, stay away from me. She came in for the Jewish mom, like sneak attack. Yeah. Well, and, they, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we got started. They're saying, you know, when you, I read like, uh, I, I'm a, I'm not a big reader admittedly, but I, uh, when I get these articles, I always read like the one that's like top five ways to get COVID. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, the, the clickbaitiest. Yeah, Dr. Buzzfeed. But all of them, because I read every top five ways you get COVID one, all of them seem to agree. All of these clickbait articles seem to agree yeah. that it's when you're with friends and family that you're most the inhibitions yeah. are lost. You go up to you know you go up down. to your. Yeah, your guard is that you go up to you and you give a kiss on the forehead because you've always done it. I mean, I went to yeah. a wedding. I went to a wedding the the weekend everything shut down, and I remember the mom of the of of the groom who I'm I'm in the wedding. So like the groom's mom sees me, he's like Jared, and I kind of give the two hand wave, and yeah. she looked at <laughs> yeah, and she looked at me. She was like, "Stop it!" She was like, "Stop being ridiculous," and it's like. Right. I'm not, I don't think I'm being ridiculous. I'm doing what I'm told, but then it becomes this thing of like, oh, you don't want to, you're being rude to me. And it's like, because it's easy to be rude to people you don't know. 
and you're not even yeah. being rude or, or give this the actions like you're being rude. Yeah, like we're kind of fairly traumatized by it, so I don't care about being rude, you know? Like, yeah, stay yeah, of course. Away from me. But so just to, to kind of give you the crash course on it was that it takes 10 days, right? So, mm. but, but it, so no, actually, no, it was, I think seven days they started feeling bad. And then 10 days is when they call it a cytokine storm. It's when you just have this like massive viral inflammation. And uh, she had, because she wanted to keep people out, to keep them out of the hospital, she had found an, an at home, like, you know, a home visit nurse to come and like give mm. them fluids and stuff. She thought that's, that's all it was. And then they, they, they like, they said they were just tired the whole time. And then, uh, we, we had tried to get them to go to the hospital and it took three ambulances to actually get them to take them. They would come to the door and be like, they, cause I think they, they just didn't want to go inside anywhere because they were still unsure how you could get it. So yeah. they came to the door and, uh, and they're like, ah, they're fine. But like, they didn't even look at them. Really? Yeah, and thank God the last time, the, the third ambulance, her dad said to the nurse, I can't breathe. And that was the first time he said that. And she freaked the fuck out on the ambulance drivers and, took, and made him take him. And he immediately got intubated the second that he got to the hospital, which means put on a ventilator. Oh, and my then, God. Yeah, so he was crashing. Like He was, he was minutes from death. And mm -hmm. uh, if, if I can tell your listeners to get one thing for your parents that can actually help to let them know if they need to go to the hospital is a pulse yeah. oximeter. Okay. Pulse oximeter. It takes your, your, your pulse ox, which is like how much uh, oxygen you're getting into your blood. Mm -hmm. And if that, it's supposed to be at around 95, if it goes below 90, you're in the red and mm -hmm. her dad was at like 72. Oh God. So, yeah, so he was crashing, but her mom thought that she was fine. And like the whole time she's like, they took daddy. I don't know, you know, I don't know where he is, but I, I'm okay. Don't worry. They're going to let me out tomorrow. She kept saying they're letting me out tomorrow. And she's, she's starting live. It's like starting rumors that, about her own release. And yeah. uh, so that's, what's the thing that's so weird about it is that sorry to turn this into a science fest. Uh, the thing that's no, so weird about it is that they call it happy hypoxia so that, it's it's the same type of thing as like an altitude sickness, but you feel really good. So she had a double pneumonia, but she said she felt good. And hmm. she so the reason that they finally put her on the ventilator was that she was breathing 40 times a minute and then her pulse ox went down. And if you can think think about what breathing 40 times in a minute is really crazy. You know, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. It's constant. So they had this, it was this super emotional, super intense thing that like Lisa's like telling her mom, it's like, you're going to go on the ventilator. It's just going to be a couple of days. It's going to be fine. We're going to see you soon. We love you. We love you. And her mom goes, this is the ultimate Jewish mom mic drop. The yeah. last thing she said before going on the ventilator was buy cheap coffins, honey. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking insane is this? It's great. I mean, the, she's got a point. I yeah. mean, but like when they go on the ventilator, they put them out. Is that? You, yeah, she was like delirious basically when she said that. She does. She doesn't remember. But is it? In, neither, is it an neither induced, of them remember anything? Yeah. Is it an induced coma type of thing when you go on the ventilator? Um, 
Yeah, you're doing. You can do some of your breathing on your own. Her dad was like a hundred percent. The the machine was doing all the work for a long time. So her mom wound up on nine day on it for nine days, but she was still doing some of the breathing for herself the whole time. And mm-hmm. her dad was on it for twenty days. Oh and, my god! And, and and once you're past two weeks is when it really gets dangerous. Um, it's people tend to die when it's past two weeks because your lungs get fibrous because they're not working anymore mm-hmm. that they like to stiffen up. So it's a miracle. We got them both back. Man. And they're both okay. Like they're both doing, yeah. what's the, you know, what are they like now? Are they like, you said that the dad is still kind of recovering, right? Yeah. Mom's mom's fine. She's a pisser. Um, yeah. Dad, she's, dad she's still is, pricing coffins. <laughs> Don't yeah. bury me in walnut, honey. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, her dad is is doing. He, he's working really hard, but he's got to gain a lot of weight and get his strength back. No, so was did he wake? Waste. So he wakes up and he's like, "How many days have I been out?" He had no fucking clue where he was. Yeah, and, and what? And, he, well, and it like, was what still, kind of, it, I would it, assume like the surprise of like, mm-hmm. wait, I was out a month. Like, like I missed a month yeah. of life. Like he missed, he missed Tiger King, dude. He had no clue. He had no clue. This is that's the Christ. saddest part of the whole story, right? Well, it's <laughs> actually, it's actually the that's the like the silver lining. It's like, Dad, you missed a month, but you got a lot yeah. of stuff to watch. We got yeah. a lot of good shows. We've already yeah. gone through it. We we started this show. Day. It wasn't that great. Yeah, we got ninety uh, day. 90 we got day all the say is lit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't you don't um, want to want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, there's some but, good to this, but um, yeah. Well, well, Dude, it was uh, it, the the thing that's that was so weird is that like that I never would have thought of is that. I mean, it was like five days before he could even whisper, but you have to learn to talk again. You got to learn wow. to swallow. You know, you, you can't swallow. You got to fucking the, tube down your throat for three weeks. The, the interesting thing about this conversation that we're having right now, and I think, you know, the people listening at home, like, you know, I think so much of our news feed, and I talk about, I mentioned the clickbaity articles. So much of mm. our news feed is so caught up in the, politicization of it where it's like disagreeing about what to do how to do where rarely do we get a store like it's crazy that we don't know these things you know like it's crazy that we don't this story is the one i would think at this point we should all hear about but we don't yeah i mean it's it's crazy that we there's not an agreed upon way to put a mask on yeah it's a yeah well, but it's, on the note of what you were saying, I am personally you know, disgusted you would have a white person on at a time like this. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, right. I mean, it's like the, the real experiences of it are are really like hard to find. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and I, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, a thing that was really amazing about this whole thing was like, I mean. When I tell you that Lisa mobilized a panel of experts to fucking, you know, check in on every step of the process, that mm-hmm. like, you know, because she's a veterinarian, right? So, like, we learned more from a from a, a, a critical vet than we did from the hospital itself. Like, he was telling us 
all about how the ventilator works, what happens, what we have to look out for, what blood level, saturation levels, yeah. what kidney levels. You know, I, I, I think so, I think right now it's like the, you know the lack of information mm-hmm. and knowing what's true versus what somebody's like pulpit statement. That's yeah. so confusing, and confusion causes fear. Fear causes anger. Like it, it leads down the line. So it's like when right. there's not one message of like, hey, you you know, like the you got to do this. You're gonna be yeah. fine if you do this. Well, you know, like, and and also like people file even this story in their head along with their bias. You know, like. I, I, I told this same story on uh, on Kumia's show, who I love. I love Kumia. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, see what I mean? They survived. That's another one. Didn't die. Like, bro. Sure. The pearly he, gates were open, dude. Like, they, you know, yeah. he had one she, foot in there. She, she's yeah. pulling out coffin coupons, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, like, so, okay. Buy so one, to go get to- one. To go to happier subjects, you do have an album yeah. that's out right now. Yes. You, yeah. I, I'm looking at the artwork of your album speaks to this podcast because I actually did a wood in memoriam to talk about oh. the the. I, it's on YouTube right now, so if anyone's listening, you can go to my YouTube page. Um, we interviewed a bunch of comics that like to talk about how the meme, the dude, the big black that dude with true. a huge penis got us through like he's a national hero one of these statues that's getting taken down should be replaced with this guy because he did more for our (laughs) he did more for our mental well-being during a very confusing and anxious time than most people did so you it is a picture of you as wood i love it it's the number one Nailed album of the year. I mean, whoever did this artwork for you, I mean, it, it all looks yeah. right. What? Tell, tell <laughs> us what? Tell us how you taped the album, where you taped it. Um, and for those yes. listening, I, I have comics on here all the time that are here for you because they want you to go listen to their album. And if you are signed up for Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, uh you know, iTunes, whatever your stream music, there's also comedy there. And yeah. you listening to an album actually gets comedians paid. And you can go buy the album, but you can also stream it. And and I think a lot of people don't know that, that you, when yeah. wherever you listen to music, you can listen to a comedy album. So search Richie Redding, search number one album of the year. It's going to come up and go listen, go support because just your click is a version of support. So where did yeah, you... And, and more than anything, like, we want people to listen to it because we want to make people laugh. You know, and, it's like, and we want I'm never going to do yeah. this material ever again. Sure. And I, I buried well, the, it, so please fucking listen to it. The whole uh, point of a the whole point of an album is to is is that, you know none of us are becoming billionaires off our albums. Here's right. here's the reality. We want you to love Unless it so trillions much. Trillions of people listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, we want you to love it so much that you continue to follow us and come see us the next time we're in your Absolutely. town. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell uh, me about your album. Uh, it was the weirdest night of comedy ever. Mm-hmm. I I recorded it at Miami's Comedy Inn, and okay. uh, which is why her mom was able to kiss me on the head the day that she contracted it. Okay, and, good. Excellent. 
I, I was going to cancel the gig uh, because, you know, it was the night. It, so this was the last show before the quarantine. It was March 14th at 10 p.m. And I, I was going to cancel the weekend. And I called Mike, the owner. So this is like, the weekend. This is the weekend. It's all coming down. Like, it, it, So I think there's like, the what's the date that um, the NBA shut down? They announced they were shutting down that Friday. And I did shows that weekend. So this is the same weekend so, I was at the wedding where the mom was like, come give me yeah. a hug. Stop being ridiculous. This is like, this is the, 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 I always, everything in my mind is, uh, is around that a NBA <laughs> in the wedding. Like I, 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 that was a very specific week. So that weekend yeah. you're taping the album, you have the shows planned. Yeah. And I was, I was going to cancel. I was like, dude, you know, nobody's coming out for this. And he's like, you're mm. not going to believe this, but we're sold out. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. Miami's crazy. <laughs> you're so in he, Florida, baby. <laughs> yeah. So he promised me it was going to be like, they, they pulled half the seats. They made everybody distance. And it was a, hammered crowd of magas that all thought that the the, the virus was a hoax okay <laughs> so dude, I mean, but they're ready to, they're ready to they're ready to laugh yeah but dude same thing that you were talking about after the show there's these three girls come up to me and they got their fucking gross hands out and like ah you're so funny <laughs> uh, i was like yo back it up and, yeah. and the, the one girl she's like no we're nurses Trust me, it's a hoax. Like, oh my god, keep that energy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, so like you know, I got an album out of it that I, I really like. But like, there, I kept a few things in where I just had to freak out on people that were just like such hammered shitheads. Perfect. But, I mean, yeah, well, that's the whole thing of the, But that's an that's a comedy album. That's why they're fun to listen to. I always say the comedy album's like a cousin to the podcast because podcast is us having a conversation. Uh, a comedy album, it's as if you are if you shut your eyes, you should feel like you're sitting in the back of the room. You should hear yeah. the the utensils off the plate. You hear the drinks, you hear the waitresses and the waiters, and then you hear the and then you have real moments of like, hey, like you hear you talking to the crowd. Like it's a fun kind of diversion yeah. from from this podcast listening experience it's a little yeah. different the the, the, uh, the first album i ever heard it's the the i'm pretty sure the club that i it's the laugh house that's now defunct where i started out yeah they just like would record comics without even like letting them know that they were doing it, it was like kevin hart keith robinson joe de rosa and, and jay uh, big J. yeah right and they put this album out for most of kevin hart's set you hear this ridiculous ridiculous old timey uh, receipt printer just going that's great yeah you think maybe you should uh, put the mic away from that fucking thing or I don't know <laughs> put that outside of the room you assholes <laughs> well listen we're gonna answer the emails uh, everyone go listen to Richie's album at Richie Redding on Instagram go follow number one album of the year he also has a podcast we don't deserve dogs what's the one minute trailer for the podcast. Uh, I do that with my veterinarian girlfriend, Dr. Lisa Lippman, and we interview uh, comics, influencers, actors, whoever. Uh, it's an interview all about your pets. That's the whole Love it. thing. Uh, it's way funnier and way dirtier than you think it is because it's okay. my podcast. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so we don't deserve dogs at Richie Redding. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com horny husband working from home okay jared this, hey jared what's that wait I, it would be so funny if this was from the wife <laughs> it is is it really yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> get ready buckle up Hey, Jared. Hey, your dating advice is insightful and hilarious. I've been listening faithfully for years despite being happily married myself. My husband and I have been married for 12 years. We have what I think of as great sex life, sex three to four times a week and equally initiated by both of us. This is great. The problem that's coming up in quarantine as we're both working from home is that this man is no longer satisfied with my generous three to four times a week. He wants it more like every day. He's like a poor puppy (laughs) following me around, humping me all all day long. I love him and I'm so very aware that his ego gets hurt when I turn him down, but I cannot keep this up. My body hurts and I've got to work. I can't do <laughs> afternoon delight. I've got a meeting, sir. Don't you need to be working? Do you have any advice on how to let him down without bruising his ego or any other advice on how to make him feel satisfied without giving up everything else? There has to be a win-win somewhere. Richie, what do you think? You're living, I mean, you're living with your, your girlfriend got, in her parents' house. I've how got are, a lot of thoughts. I've got okay, a lot of go. Thoughts. Uh, first of all, um, it is disgusting that you assume that this is a wife and not a husband. Um, secondly, <laughs> no, I'm looking, I'm looking at her name. I'm, I, uh, okay. <laughs> two dudes. Listen, out all, all during the, the I, w- I would love uh, a, anyone and everyone can email this podcast, bro. When I tell you, uh, that the experience of your girlfriend having two parents on a ventilator is not a horny time. No. Uh, yeah, I I got more bathroom yeah, got, times in the, it, during this podcast than I did like at camp. <laughs> like, I I can't uh, I can't imagine she's like I don't know mom's doing better dad's not not doing great and you're like um so when do we joke around and when do you know like there's got to be there's not a lot of moments of levity never mind sex. If it was an earring, it would have closed up. Like, <laughs> it, it was not a horny time. Uh, yeah. How did you, well, and now you're in her family's house. How did, how do you bring it back? It's a big enough house. And like, basically she kind of came out of the fog of, uh, of, of being so distraught all the time morning that's when you gotta gotta get in there in the morning Mm. Um, i mean but but for this woman who's for the stress she says it's three to four times a week she feels sexually satisfied obviously i think like sometimes sex can become like junk food like where you're like you know when you're around the house you start just grazing and like the idea of him like humping the leg like i kind of understand it where it's like you get in some sort of way you get in some sort of attitude and you're like I, I, I'm, we're around each other. We're looking at each other. You look hot. I'm, I'm ready to go. I can understand where he's coming from. And I understand where she's coming from. Like, uh, I, and I'm not to say like sex can come out of boredom, but it can The I mean, the ultimate concession would be like, all right, I'll just watch you jerk off. <laughs> I'll sit this one out, but yeah. there, there will be meaningful eye contact. Would your ego be bruised? If, if, if this is, if what she's saying is true, three to four times a week, it's equally initiated from both sides. 
Would your ego be bruised by her going, I can't, I got a meeting? If you're if you're an adult, I mean, if you're 20, but I mean, they're married, let's assume that they're older. No, I think I think that is reasonable. She sounds pretty damn game. If, if yeah. the three or four times a week is, is true. Um, I, 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 that's the thing. If, if, if this sex schedule, if, if it's like the way she explained it, I can understand that his ego would be bruised. I can understand that, you know, it, and I think like the idea of like a guy being like humping your leg and like kind of joking around, but kind of semi-serious. And then you going, I, I got a meeting. I got to go. Then you do it with a smile on your face. Like I think every guy understands. And like, I mean, and if, again, what you said is true, like where it's like, at a certain point you go, go in the bathroom, get rid of this monster the, from you. Like I think send them to the bathroom. Said. Yeah, the thing she's got to really hone in on was she said, my body hurts. That's great. <laughs> if you're like, look, I, my back is broken. You blew yeah. me out. You know, <laughs> you let these walls get a chance to rejuvenate. That's, that's a great, what you yeah, want to focus on. That's kind yeah. of – that. there's no way to get your ego bruised when you hear, you don't yeah. understand – I'm sore from all of your lovemaking. Yeah. You you hit the back wall. All right? <laughs> Just give me Please. a moment. I, we are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Rothy's. As the weather warms up, Rothy's is here to brighten your day with comfortable, washable, and sustainable products. You've heard about them. They make stylish and sustainable shoes and bags. They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. It's no surprise that Rothy's best-selling shoe, the Point in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. Okay. I got Rothy's for my mom. She loves them. They are the perfect get-you-there shoe. What do I mean by that? You're, they're going to get you from the house to the store, from the house to work, from the gym to, to work, from work home on your commute, and you're going to look good. That's the whole thing. And they're made with the world in mind. And I think everyone wants to put something on their body that they feel good about putting on their body. And Rothy's is where that's at. Rothy's comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's are available in a range of range of styles. Rothy's shoes are seamlessly knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right, there's zero break-in period. That's huge. Just throw them on and they feel good right away. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession. And health and health says they're the most comfortable shoes on earth. Health. I guess that's Health Magazine, but I guess we'll just call them health. Health. Okay, uh, plus Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns. That's huge. Anytime you're getting something, you want to make sure it fits, feels right. You want to be able to send it back without feeling bad about it. Rothy's has kept over 50 million single-use plastic bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. That's huge. Another major bonus, Rothy's are fully ma machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in the washing machine. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags right now at rothys.com slash 
J-Train. Go to Rothy's.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash J-Train. Style and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to Rothy's.com slash J-Train today and slip into something you'll feel good about. The J-Train podcast is brought to you by FabFitFun. We just got the summer box and it's full of great stuff. Uh, We got a hydropeptide face oil. Tare Mar toner and a scent diffuser and some sunglasses from Tom's. Jess wears the sunglasses everywhere. I have to say, FabFitFun, with whatever's going on right now in your life, what a perfect way to treat yourself or treat someone you know uh, and love because you know what? You're going to get a big box of stuff, and it's all great, and it's full-size health and beauty care, and all uh, skin care, beauty, home decor, and accessories, all full-size, all stuff you'd see at the store. And really, the difference is that you're going to walk away from this box loving something in it. It's going to become a part of your daily routine. That's the thing. We, we don't treat ourselves nice enough. We got we to gotta be better to ourselves. We walk through the store. We go, oh, it's too expensive. It's too this. It's too that. I don't need it. I, I, I don't know if it's going to work. With FabFitFun, it gives you the opportunity to try a bunch of stuff at a low, low price and then walk away going, wow, this, these two creams, these sunglasses, this is something I never would have bought for myself that I allowed myself to have because I got involved with FabFitFun. It's really great. And you don't have to leave your house. They'll send them right to you. Self-care delivered. I know you miss shopping. I know you miss the little things like being able to put, uh, get your nails done or discover a new product you love. That's why FabFitFun is so great. You can learn about new products through them. The best part is you can pick what you get. Yeah, they have some awesome editors who curate boxes, but you get to pick what comes with it. The box would cost over $200 if you went out and bought each item individually. But with FabFitFun, you get everything in here for $49.99. Come on, people. $49.99, you get a big box of stuff, 8 to 10 full-size item. It's time to customize your box for the summer season. Sign up today to get your first box. Join a community of over 1 million obsessed women. Use coupon code JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Once again, that's code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Here with Richie Redding at Richie Redding. Number one album of the year. Go, go, go. Go listen right now. Uh, This is the longest email ever. We're not going to read that. Uh, Here we go. When should I tell my situationship I'm moving away? Feather, feather. I'm moving at the end of the summer from France to the United States, and I haven't told my situationship yet. Situationship is somewhere between casual in a relationship i guess sure yeah i've been working in france for the past few years and although i wanted to continue living here i got an amazing mba scholarship back in the states that i couldn't refuse especially with coronavirus shaking up the economy so badly back in may i accepted a two-year mba offer in the states with the idea that i would come back to europe post mba then at the beginning of june i met this guy on tinder we got along great i decided to not tell him anything at the very beginning because i had several five daters that never amounted to anything 
Flash forward a month of amazing dates, talks, and sex. I don't know when or how to tell him anymore. He is actually leaving on vacation with his friends in July, and when he's going, uh, and he's going back to his hometown for a few weeks. I'm not even sure he'll come back to Paris before the end of August. Should I tell him that I've committed myself to a two-year program in the States before he leaves or while he is already away? I think that telling him before he leaves is putting too much pressure, like it would come off as me telling him, if you come back to Paris, you won't see me again, but before I leave... Man, this is like a... This is like a Disney rom-com fairy tale. In my mind, it's like it's like making things between us very serious, very quickly, like demanding commitment. On the other hand, texting him while he is away uh, may be kind of a dull goodbye. I guess I'm afraid of telling him because I don't know this situation will be the end uh, will be the end right away. Uh, if I tell him before he leaves, he may not come back at all during the summer because then what's the point? He doesn't believe in do- in the long-distance relationship at all. And to be honest, I think it's too much to ask to have a transatlantic relationship after only a few months of knowing each other. Thank you for the help. What do you think? Why would you deny yourself some goodbye sex? Not breakup sex necessarily, sure. but some goodbye sex. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah I-, I-, I think she's... I think she's- considering telling him some version of like wet, like, you know, you're not going to tell him, Hey, I, I got, this is a happy moment. Hey, yeah. I got a great opportunity in the States. It looks like I'm going home. And then it's, that doesn't get followed by, and what are we? It doesn't have to be that way. It can be, yeah. let's keep yeah. having fun. Let's keep the party going. Like no you and I, yeah, you and I are going to have the parade until I uh, – the parade will lead me to my flight. We'll do it all the way to the jet bridge. And, and he, he's either in for that or he's not. Yeah. Uh, I assume he would be. And yeah. I, I actually – yeah, I had one of these things with a girl from France that was at, like on Penn's campus for the summer. And like mm-hmm. we knew what it was. You know, this wasn't going to be forever. But like, yeah, it ended great. And also an Let end, it end date. Great. Let it end yeah. great. An end date can be a good thing. An yeah. end date can be you two going, the pressure is off at that point. There, you know, sometimes the unknown creates the pressure. What is this going to be? Where are we going? He, she, she's from the U.S. I'm from France. I'm going away for three weeks. If you say, hey, I'm leaving at the end of the summer. I got this great opportunity. I'm enjoying what we're doing now. I'd love to keep enjoying as much as we can. Then you guys just dance in the streets, have some yeah. wine, a little Bordeaux in the streets of Paris, and you're having a great time. It doesn't have to be sad. If you can have a relationship that has an expiration date and neither of you has cancer, this is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, you know, <laughs> you know there's, it is funny because it did cross my mind like I got three weeks to live. And then it's like, then you end up living like that. There have been movies made about that where it's like, I've got three weeks to live. And then it's like two people that love each other are like, we're going to celebrate life. And it's like, you can have that without the death. That's great. Yeah, keep that fucking bummer story. Yeah. Just, yeah. Have fun. Be have honest. fun. And if you guys want to have a little fun, Maybe that's the, you know, maybe that's the, um, the role play you do. He's uh, yeah. dying. You're staying alive. <laughs> you know, like, that's a fun role play. You guys can like do that one of the nights, but if there's what, some woods around, you can do the uh, last of the Mohicans and just stay alive. I will find you. This, <laughs> yeah. Just figure. I think there's like a version of like, you know, of this where the end date sets you free. Yeah. Gay train podcast at gmail.com. 
Podcast at gmail.com. My first date with him, and now what? I'm a new listener of the podcast, so about a month ago, I, uh, I, I matched with a guy on Bumble. We talked on the app for a few days, then he asked if I had Snapchat, so we moved the conversation over to Snapchat for a few more weeks. Then he gave me his phone number. We have been talking on the phone, FaceTiming, and texting nonstop since we have met. We, have te- we text almost all day and fa- FaceTime or talk on the phone at least once or twice a day. Then he started asking me when he could take me out on a date. I kind of hesitated at first because he lives two hours away from where I live. Mm. I then decided to finally say yes to going out on a date with him, so we planned for Saturday the 27th. Today's the 29th. Uh, I had two of my friends and their boyfriends come along so it would be a little less awkward for me since it was the first date I had. Uh, it was the first date I'd ever been on. What? We how, all went. To, she, how old uh, is she? I don't know. But I wondered you know, that with Snapchat. Yeah, I, I, I think she's being very safe because and also the two hours away thing. That's always a bad. I don't get it. I don't think anybody should be getting in the two hours away thing. But let's keep going. We all went to, but it's, I do like that she was like, I'm not sure about this. So she brought friends. That's great. Two of my friends and their boyfriends. Now you're on a, you know, a six person date. There's protection in the community. He and him coming on the six person date is actually great because he's not intimidated by that or he doesn't turn it down because, you know, most of these guys that you're meeting there from two hours away, they want to have dates under the cover of night. You know, yeah. so they don't want to be judged. Right. Yeah, two hours away. I'm thinking you're married if you're if you're pursuing somebody that's that far away. We all went but. to my to dinner. My date and I sat separate from my two friends. After dinner, all six of us decided to go bowling. Once I got to the place to bowl, I started to feeling a little more relaxed than myself. I had a good time. He walked me to my car and gave me a hug. Called me when I and called me when I got home because he wanted to know I was home safe. And now it's the day after, and it's so awkward between the two of us. And I don't know what to do now. What should I do? Uh, what should I do? Go on a second date or just say no to a second date or what should I do? Hmm. So she sounds very young. I, she didn't give her yeah. age, but I, 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 the whole date sounds great, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I, you changed my mind on the, the six person thing. Uh, do you think six is probably better than four? Six is better than four because those, yeah. you don't have to force to talk to that other couple the whole time. That other couple can talk with the other couple you can and give you some alone time. People. Yeah. yeah. It, but I, I, as far as like when you meet someone online, that's dangerous. It's, it's very obviously dangerous. When you meet somebody that takes you to Snapchat and talks for a few weeks, that's already the longer this takes to get together, the more you have to wonder like, why is this taking a long time? Isn't the dating app meant to make us meet on the date? Yeah. Then you go on a date, a six-person date, which I think is great. You went bowling. You had a great time. I wonder that, what the awkwardness is. Is that perceived? You know. Well, I, I, and then he walks you to your car, and then you make sure you're okay. That all sounds great. I'm not saying that this can't be still dangerous or bad because it is still someone that lives two hours away that you don't know anything else about. You know, you only know so much. You only know about their life, what they have written to you. So I think – what you do is you I think after any first date, it becomes this thing of like, did they I think it's like the the first date thing afterwards, you kind of the wrong way to go. But it's also the most natural way to go is to go. Did they like me? Were they into me? Mm-hmm. Do they think I'm great? And it's like the better way to go is did I have fun? 
did I learn about this person? Am I feeling like the match? This is the match for me. If those are all yes, then you should text them. Hey, how's your week going? What's going on? Ask questions about what they have going on, but also keep in mind that you don't want it to take a month for the next date to happen. Right. And that's not to say you shouldn't just go meet them alone two hours away. Maybe do the same thing. Do something similar. Get a bunch of friends together. Make it a casual experience yeah. instead of like a very built up thing. You're dead on with like making it about your feeling because you can't, it, you're never going to be a mind reader, right? Never. Never do that. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're right on the money. Yeah, I, I just think I understand because it's her first date. It's, they're definitely she, yeah, first date ever. That's super. And first young. date I, ever, and she and she wants it. She wants to like ace the first date. The only yeah. way you ace the first date is if you enjoyed yourself. Not it, 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 they might because if you enjoyed yourself, you're not crazy. Like you yeah. weren't like in a delusional world where the other person was miserable the whole time. If the other person was miserable, you would be miserable too. Yeah, dude, a thing that I sucked at when I was really young, like when I was in high school, was uh, after hooking up with a girl, like had like just really bad two second sex. And uh, and then like I like was super uncomfortable and avoided eye contact with her and shit, like just didn't talk. Sure. And, and, and that was a thing that like I made amends for like 15 years later. Like I'm so sorry about that. I was yeah. Fucking, you know, I was I was terrified. I didn't know what was happening. Like, well, I think that the, the the that's big. That's a big point you made right there because as far as when you're living in the same town, when you go to the same high school, you have to be around each other. There is like there has to be a next step. This is why I'd say to her when you're meeting someone that's two hours away. All the excuses are built into this relationship before you guys can even start getting to know each other. So I don't know. Two hours so, is far. It's far. So I, I maybe this is just this is a good experience. That maybe this was just you getting your first date out of the way, and that's great. You met somebody. You had the awkward moments. You got used to it. But maybe. You know, I think when you get into because right now she's like, what do I do? What do I do? Should I should I go on a second date? And it's like it also on her mind must be, well, he's too because then you start making the excuses for the other person. He's two yeah. hours away. I don't know. I, well, I don't want to make him drive. And it's like, no, 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 no. Anyone you should meet should want to go and see you again and not be sitting there going and, and have all these excuses built in. Yeah, for sure. But also, like, if she's feeling awkward after a hug. Wait until he puts his thing in her thing. That's well, where the real awkwardness is coming well, from. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think if it was awkward after a hug, then and 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 she's wondering why he's backed off a lot. Well, maybe he's backing off because he's like, ah, you know, we didn't. It was a date. And it was very. Maybe he wasn't looking for the wholesome date that she had, and that's yeah. what made her feel comfortable. And they're on two different pages. Yeah, and or. You know, he's all—he's just as insecure as she is. True. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Ritual. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run, but even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual. The obsessive... The obsess the obsessive, the obsessively re researched vitamin for women. Let me repeat that. 
Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Listen, I got Ritual uh, for Jess. She put her order in. Um, here's the great thing about getting on Ritual because I take a multivitamin every day. This is like the start to your great day. I believe this. When you get involved with Ritual, you you know you're gonna get. It, it, it fills in the gaps. You're not going to have seven kale salads. Ritual is going to give you all the nutrients you need for the day. But really, it is a, a signifier that the day has begun. I take, a, I take a multivitamin every morning. And when I take it, it's okay. Today is going to be a good day. Today has just started. Today we're going to be healthy. Today I'm going to be my best self. Best self. It is a reminder. I love And, and uh, the name of the company makes sense. Ritual. Because you're creating a ritual that gets you in the mindset to be better, feel better. You can't eat a pound of kale per day. That's just the reality. Rituals Essentials fills in the gaps in your diet. So you get everything from D to omega-3, all in their clean, absorbable form. No shady additives or ingredients. If you hate taking pills, this is for you. No more choking down pills. Rituals is just too easy to take capsules full of nine nutrients. Their no nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. Wow. From D3 to omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in a women's diet. Uh, a subscription is easy to start. Only a dollar a day. No strings attached. That's huge. Better health doesn't come overnight. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10, 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash JTrain. That's ritual.com slash JTrain to start your trial today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Richie Redding at Richie Redding. Go follow, go follow. Number one album of the year. That's the album. Go, go listen. We don't deserve dogs. That's the podcast. We're going to do a couple more. Let's do breaking down the pie chart. Jared, getting right to it. On a previous episode of your podcast, you compared one's dating pool to a pie chart, and that's really resonated with me. I'm 28 and single in a major city where half of my girlfriends are engaged and half of them are single and trying to nav navigate dating just like myself. I don't have many close fr guy friends, but I do work in a male-dominated career field and partake in co-ed sports leagues for fun. All of my male coworkers are in long-term relationships or significantly older than I am, which br brings me to my dilemma. My dating pool pie chart has become a pie of only people that I meet on dating apps. Thus far, I have not had any long-term success with this. I casually mention to my single friends, engaged friends, and coworkers that I'm out here and down to meet new guys. However, I always get hit with the same response. You're too good for the guys I know, or they can't match you, which in my mind is insane. I'm not so naive to think that I'm the superior person, but I also trust my friend's judgment if they think that it wouldn't be a good match. So what is this? 
I hear if I heard it from one person, I'd brush it off. But I keep hearing it from fairly consistently from close friends. And it's making me self-conscious that maybe they think that I'm very picky or view myself on this sort of pedestal, which could not be further from the truth. I want to turn this 100 percent dating app pie into something with multiple slices where I'm dabbing, uh, dabbling on apps, dating friends of friends, meet people at bars, etc. But it's pretty tough when your friends keep telling you that people they know aren't good enough should i be concerned that i keep hearing this how can i diversify my chart so what do you think of what's going on here how can she diversify her dating prospect chart i love well, that is, I, I i actually I like that, I, that concept I, I well i basically was saying that a yeah. lot of people get caught up with these dating apps and they're zoned in on the only and, and and what we forget is that the dating app is like one way to meet people. There's a million everybody every way to meet someone has been done in the grocery store, at the movies, at the on the dating app, on through a mom, through a, a brother, through a friend at a wedding. All, every right. scenario because that's why dating advice gets so bogged down because everyone kind of like a lot of people will stick to the 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 like um they'll the they'll make the exception the rule so they'll go well i met in that way and then people count on a like a low percentage chance thing of happening when really it can happen in any way but like i i do you uh, do you have any ideas on how she can meet people that's not the dating apps which she feels down with but she also asked the the question you're too good for the guys that i know why would people say that yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to trust them, right? <laughs> like, well, like when when uh, when Lisa's you're too good, are like to, set me up with a comedian. Comedians are cute. I'm usually like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you don't need to date my comedian friends. Well, I think also this is to me when someone says you're too good for the guys I know, they're trying to give an excuse to not have to do the work. So I think that this is an easy way to get someone to get the fuck away from you. So it's like, and and also when you say I want to be, when you say to people like, oh, I want to meet your single friends, that feels like telling me do push-ups. That feels, because (laughs) when someone says do push-ups, you do like six and you're like, I've never, that's the hardest fucking thing in the world. When you say do 20 push-ups, you crank out the 20 push-ups. Do you, do you understand the difference between the two? So do, when someone says, yeah, fix me up think, with your single friends, you go, I don't even know who's single. I don't even know who I could think of. Like, it, it, it's a it's a vague mountain that is built too high. I, I understand. It it's not too yeah. thirsty as much as it is. It's too much work. Nobody's thinking about you as much as you. So... You are a burden on your friends and family when you're like, who's single? And then they go, right. I don't fucking know. You know, like, so I don't know. Are you, are you saying to rephrase it? Like, you know, yes. I, I want to hang out. Like, let's all go out. I'm saying be, I think she needs to put herself in positions to say to her friends and family, what is that guy's deal? So yeah. it is a twofold thing. She says or it's 100% dating app pie. Well, first things first, you said half your friends are single. That means half your friends are available to go out in a weeknight, to go to a fun bar, to go to a different place, to do outdoor drinking. They're, they're available to do things that aren't dating app things. So you're and already- talk to people. 
and yeah. talk to people and they want to be out and they want to meet guys just as much as you do and they want to meet good guys. And the beauty of going out with f- single friends is that, again, the community watches over you. Your friend goes, oh, he is cute. Oh, I think he's being a dick. I mean, all of us, normal, rational people, don't are always question whether they're being normal, rational. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I have people in my life where I go, here's the scenario, am I being crazy? The more you ask, am I being crazy, The probably the more normal you are. And that's why this person sending this in is probably a great person. But, like, that's why going out with friends is great because you can look at a guy and go, what do you think of that guy? And they can go, oh, he's cute. Or they, or, and then, he, then you guys go talk to him and his friends, and she goes, he does seem nice. So you're not in this – you know, you're not in this alone world of your own thoughts. Yeah. But I, yeah, definitely. I think you're definitely onto something with like, go out with your single friends. Go, go out with your fun. single friends. And then here are your coworker things. Your coworkers, they are not thinking of all your coworkers. Their number one, their number one goal is to not lose their job. Yeah, especially right now. Uh -uh. Right now, and to keep things not awkward at work. So I can understand where you, when you ask a coworker, send me over with your single friends, the easiest answer is to go, you're too good for all of them because now they've given you a compliment and they've gotten out of the awkwardness of having one of their friends try to fuck you and then disappear. That's, I mean, (laughs) that's, that's the reality. So you have to remember most people's goals are to have as little awkward moments as possible and to do as little work for as much money as possible. So the, understanding those two human elements, when they're asked to set you up, that can only result in awkwardness and maybe them losing their money from work. So Right. Yeah, the chances it, of it going well for the setup-er are astronomical. It's it's very hard, and and you, uh, I've set people up, and I've had it work out where they are married with kids now, and I it was. Do you at least never, get a middle name out of that? They, no, we we need to discuss that. But I, I, <laughs> I want I want a room in the house named after me. I I, I <laughs> no, but I I would say that the reasoning for like facilitating them to meet each other was never about me. And it was never be, uh, a forced thing. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 meet. That was great. And, then, and then I never hovered o- over that. So I, I think for this person, you have to go out with your friends and have fun. That's already one piece of your pie. You have to say yes to events that involve your friends, coworkers, and family members. Say yes to uncomfortable events. And then instead of saying, do you have any single friends – you need to start asking about specific friends that you meet. That Ooh. makes it, that's now instead of, do you have, that's going from you do push ups to do 20 push ups. Because mm-hmm. now, you, when you're around your friends and at their weddings and at their rehearsal dinners and at their, you know, their events that are a little uncomfortable, a little weird, you can go up to your friend after that event and go, so what's John's deal? Right. Now they can go, yeah, John's a good guy. Here's why you wouldn't date him. Here's why you should date him. He's actually single. He's recently out of that. That Now it's not. And, and they could still say you're better than John. 
Or but but they're more what they're more likely to say is, I never really thought of John for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Doesn't that make it easier? Yeah, it would be very weird if they had this guy John in their wedding and they think he's a scumbag. Exactly. <laughs> and and the, the 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 thing is, again, remember, nobody's thinking about you as much as you. Nobody's thinking about any of their other friends as much as they're thinking of themselves. So when you say, where are the single guys? It's like, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass. I don't know what to fucking tell this person. You know, like yeah. everyone, you know, like everyone I know is awful. And then you go instead, you go, John was really nice. Oh, yeah. He's actually Why single. Why not? Yeah. You know, that's it changes the conversation. Yeah, the the thing that you said about people they're thinking about themselves and not you is so true. And it was it was a uh, it was like I had fear about a lot of different kind of stuff. Like I, you know, I I never mm. went to the gym until I was like twenty eight because I thought I was going to be the weak guy that people were like going to be judging me and making fun of me. Nobody looks at anybody else. It's the most self obsessed place covered in mirrors in the it's, world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You don't have time exactly. to, to care about my shitty calves. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Richie, let's do one more. Does that sound good? This is great. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do one more email. Um, I like this one. Girlfriend changed passcode. Won't let me into her phone anymore. Should I be worried? Long time, multiple times, you call. You could call me a, a mess, okay? My current girlfriend of <laughs> this three This guy gets all of his, his advice from you multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> My current girlfriend of three months recently changed the code on her phone. She did it last week and told me she did it because her sister found it out. Then today she told me she did it because she read somewhere it was unhealthy to have your significant other know your passcode. So not only did she change it, she lied about why she changed it. She's known mine for about two months, and I have no plans on changing it. Is this a deal breaker? All day I've felt super sketched out about this. All she says is, are you mad at me now? Or it's not a big deal. But it feels weird. Thanks for your help. What do you think? Man, midstream change is very weird. I feel like you got you to gotta be secretive about that shit from the jump or <laughs> not at yeah. all. I mean, that, I, I think fishy. the moment you care about not knowing the passcode is the moment you're not secure in the relationship. So I understand when he says her story changed. Oh, my sister found out. And now it's I don't want my significant other to know. OK, there's I, obviously I a problem. I am sick and tired of my siblings rifling my phone while yeah, I sleep. Like, personally. That's the thing. Like, yeah. like what's we are? We know this what? is a lie. So, yeah, like, wait, are you, are you have are you in bunk beds with your sister? Why does it matter <laughs> that your sister knows your shit? The reason she's changing it is she feels that you don't trust her, and she might feel that way because, and again. That might mean that there's something that she feels she shouldn't be trusted on. Whatever that may be, this, the, this, the, the code to your phone is not the problem here. You thought that you think the distrust came first. I, I think that the code is, is a is, is not the problem. I think that their relationship, 
I think he's more serious than she is in this relationship. He's feeling that. He's lurking around her phone and asking questions that are accusatory because he's not confident in the relationship. And she is backing off because she feels that maybe some texts three months in, like there's a way that the conversation she's having wouldn't be trusted by him if he saw them. Dude, you've got on a totally different pair of goggles, brother. It's beautiful. Right? What you can read into to, <laughs> to, to these emails. But don't, I mean, but don't you agree? Like, I yeah, mean, we've, I, all, we've all felt self-conscious, but the problem with feeling self-conscious is that you immediately show that you, you're, 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 you're kind of lashing out. Like yeah. He's probably asking questions like, who's that? Why are you on DMs all the time? Why are you on Instagram all the time? And she's like, she knows that nothing will be taken at face value, even if she is just being nice to people on her phone. So she's backing away. It's tearing them apart. I mean, I think if that presumption is correct, then yeah. But to me, if, if, he's, if he's not doing those things, and she's suddenly, you know, if he's not lurking around the phone, if he's not ch- checking her motives on like every interaction she's having, if that's not the case, and he's just a chill dude that you know knew her her passcode, and then all of a sudden, sure. Well, she if he was a ch- face recognition on it, like, well, if he was a chill dude, he wouldn't be asking about why the passcode changed. And you know, also- like. And also list himself as uh, multiple as, as having emailed you multiple times. Well, yeah. well the, 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 <laughs> the, the thing is, like, I, I understand where where he is right now. He is self-conscious that he likes someone more than they like him. And it does yeah. feel like they're on two different pages. And I understand where he's coming from. This is a feeling we've all felt. But the reality is when it works with someone, you don't have these feelings. You don't go. Well, she has mine, but I don't have hers. The passcode, it's like the passcode is the middle of the story. It's not the beginning. It's a symptom, not the sickness. Exactly. So I think what he needs to say to her is like, hey, I I, I think he needs to back off of this. He needs to back off of this. He needs to live his own life. He needs to go, yeah, she changed the passcode. Okay, I'm not going to get into it. It's not That is not your problem. You need to realize that. Do you like this person or are you spending all of your time worried that they don't like you? This is kind of what happens when you rate you liking someone if they like you. Yeah. Because he goes, well, she changed her passcode. So that means she doesn't like me that much. That means that I'm, I'm going to get fucked here. And it's like, dude, 99% of us are going to get fucked in some situation or another. All you can do is act honestly. Am I having fun? Am I enjoying this person? I, yes and yes. Let's go on the next date. Let's Does go she, on the next yeah. hangout. And like, do you feel like she's an honest person? It, well, part of does you feel like she's an honest person but, is. But, but do you you're feel, saying that's putting it on her emotions. Yeah, well, yours. do you I would say, do you feel cared for by her? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think like that's a difference. And, and that might be you might say, well, actually, she never gets back to my texts and she's always on her phone when we're together and it doesn't seem like she never makes an effort to go hang out. Dude. And that's why the passcode is on my mind. I think we talked about this before when I was on it. And to me, there is no bigger deal breaker or red flag than inconsiderate. A, yeah. a person that's inconsiderate of your feelings will always be that way. 
So yeah. if you if you feel if you put your feelings out there and and she's still aloof to them, then I'm out. It, like yeah, and and I think he needs to not put it on the passcode. He already tried that route, and she was like, "I read an article." Okay, what my made you, yeah my <laughs> sister? I read an article. What made you? What makes you self conscious about this relationship? What uh, what in it? And yeah. when I make a plan. She doesn't answer me, and then she doesn't want to go on the plan, and maybe that's it. Then you can go, it makes me feel badly when I ask you on a date and you always have an excuse. If you don't want to go on dates with me, we may need to reevaluate this relationship. See, that's different than why'd you change your passcode? That's accusatory. Yeah. It, it's, we it's actually pretty- – we didn't even touch on the fact that they had each other's passwords and they're both only – they're three months into this relationship? Well – that, that's a that's a weird thing. That's why that's why that's why <laughs> I can no, tell you're, it's, you're right. Yeah. But that's why I can tell it's his insecurity because yeah. she read uh, he writes um, not only uh, all day I felt um, okay. She's known mine for two months and I have no plan on changing it. Like you know mine, so I should know yours. That's not a good. Yeah. That that you're right. you're, the you're now keeping sucks. The, you're yeah. not keeping score in the relationship to rate whether they like you. No, no, no. You're putting too much on whether they like you and not much on whether you feel fulfilled by this thing. You're great at this, dude. I try my best. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Richie Redding, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Always a pleasure. I'm so happy your girlfriend's parents are doing well. I want everyone to go listen to his album, number one album of the year. Go follow him on Instagram, at Richie Redding. Uh, I'm Jared Freed. We're here a, a few times a week. I don't know at this point, but keep telling your friends. <laughs> keep telling your coworkers. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>